Welcome to this week in Missouri Politics, our Christmas Eve edition, right before the primary season. We were the guy in the middle of one of the biggest primaries in the state. Sir Representative Dick Shore running for Senate in St. Charles County. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. So tell me how the race is going. I think it's going great. Uh, talking to many voters, talking to a lot of people that are frustrated with uh, many issues not being addressed, like the tax cuts, like uh, issues with education reform. And I think that uh, me being in the, in the Senate, getting there, uh, working with the different groups, having a true leader, working, mediating all these issues, I think we're going to please the people of St. Charles County. At least it hasn't been cold, right? No, it's not been cold. <laughs> it's been uh, monsoon weather. We've had 100 degree plus weather. Yep. But uh, that's, you know, got us back in fighting shape. Nice. So let's talk about your time in the legislature. Uh, you were a very active legislator. Amen. I always thought you were a guy that could do a little bit of both. Give me your, give me the accomplishment that you're most proud of. I'd probably say uh, 2019 was the Missouri Stands for the Unborn Act, working mm -hmm. with Elijah Har, the speaker at the time, Mary Elizabeth Coleman, Adam Schnelting. I sponsored House Bill 126, which led to uh, Missouri being the first state in the nation to outlaw elective abortions. So you have the, the abortion social issue stuff. I've also watched you carry some things that mattered, like you were mm -hmm. a big part of keeping that Winsville plant, uh, automotive plant right. in Winsville. And a lot of your constituents, especially if you run for Senate, they might not ever know it, but uh, they probably still have a job today. And they're buying school clothes right now because you help keep that plant there. Yeah, you know, being uh, the, the chairman of the Small Business Committee, putting the job creators first and trying to remove some of those hurdles that job creators have to go through, uh, that's one of my priorities. But seeing that GM was going to leave, I, I you know, worked with the governor's office, uh, came together with uh, the conservatives, with the Democrats, Republicans all together. We passed a reform that led to $1.5 billion investment in that community, and now it's thriving. And your community, too. Correct. And that's, that's your county. So let's talk about the Missouri Right to Life. Uh, they came out and endorsed you singularly. I assume it had a lot to do with that, uh, the bill you passed. Right. I mean, it was an interesting place where you got to apply some of your legal training in with statutory legislating. Talk about Missouri Right to Life. It's got to be, I've always felt like the biggest endorsement in Republican politics is Missouri Right to Life. Well, it's one that I'm probably one of the most proud of, that and the police right now. Um, the only candidate that's been endorsed by Missouri Right to Life. Uh, I know there's some other groups out there that are claiming uh, that, that they exist, sure. but Missouri Right to Life has been something I've been involved in since a very young age. Uh, the president, Steve Rupp, is somebody that I went to church with in uh, North County. He, he saw me growing up in the church as an usher, cleaning the church, the Holy Name Society. Uh, and I told him back in 2016, I said, we are going to attack this issue. We are going to preserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of all from womb to tomb. And in 2019, that's what we did. And I think, you know, with uh, my bills to defund Planned Parenthood, to protect our taxpayer dollars, to ensure that if the Hyde Amendment is ever repealed, that we're never going to subsidize abortion in the state of Missouri. I think for those reasons that I've gone to the front line to stand for the unborn, to stand for life at all levels, is why I'm the only candidate endorsed herein. Let's talk about, you mentioned cops. Yeah. St. Charles County loves the cops, right? Absolutely. Uh, you've been endorsed by the Fraternal Order Police. That, I tell you, I've watched you carry bills for them, mm -hmm. go to bat for them. Um, that is maybe not a, a police union, is something that might seem a little odd, but you went above and beyond for the cops. Tell me about your relationship with the police in St. Charles County and in the state. Well, you know, growing up in Ferguson, Missouri, I saw what crime could do to a community. The community was rebuilding after I moved out, and uh, we saw what the hands up, don't shoot fallacy did. And, you know, the media pounding on uh, the lies of hands up, don't shoot during Ferguson. But seeing that crime is spreading right now, we have career uh, politician, so to speak, and Kim Gardner, who's refusing to uphold her oath of office and prosecute these violent criminals. We need to ensure that all of those criminals that are coming over into St. Charles County now 
are being stopped at the, the very starting point. And 42% of the arrests last year in St. Charles City were attributed to those that came over from St. Louis. That We could put an end to that if she would actually uphold her oath and prosecute these violent criminals. Going into the Senate, we are going to have to address this. If she's not going to prosecute these violent habitual criminals, the state's going to have to step in. Your own prosecutor, Tim Walmart, has raised concerns about how you do that. How do you keep the state, let's say, let's say your, your colleague Crystal Quaid becomes governor in two years. How do you keep her from saying, you know what, we're going to take the state into St. Charles County now? Well, I think, you know, when you look at certain uh, aspects that myself and Senator Onder tried to pass uh, a couple years ago in the special session, worked with the governor, he expanded the call because he saw what crime was doing to communities. We have to rebuild St. Louis if we're ever going to move forward in uh, comparing ourselves to other states. But I think what we're going to have to do is just look at the laws that are on the books, structure a bill in a way like we did only uh, involving murders. To, I, to I where, think everybody agrees with the problem you're talking about. I, right. I don't think there's anybody that can honestly look at the situation and say, right now, if you commit murder in the city of St. Louis, you're more likely to get away with it than to be caught and, you, and to actually be convicted and, and go to jail or the electric chair or whatever. Right. But what if Attorney General Peter Merritt decides there's laws in St. Charles County, but using the same law that he wants to come in and take over? I think there was folks that raised concerns of not that there's not a problem, but what if it ever gets put back on us? Well, I think that's in structuring a bill like that, you have to take all that into account. And that's something that we looked at uh, back in 2019 when we had the heartbeat bill. Could this be used to go after gun owners? And, and that's sure. why we have to look at uh, the language, read these bills. That's something that uh, a lot of legis legislators don't do is just go through and look at both cases. Uh, if we do have a Kim Gardner as the attorney general, we don't want her going after legal gun owners like she did with McCloskey. So I think uh, that's a very important point. And I think we, we nipped that uh, back in 2020 in the special session. It's Unfortunately, being a lawyer comes in and helps because I mean, that's a fine line you have to ride there of of how to fix a problem in St. Louis. But I mean, the one thing we know is the world will change. At some right. point, there'll be a Democrat attorney general. Will he use that law to come and maybe find Barry County or right. your Christian County? Uh, that's an interesting part. Let's talk about guns, though. You mentioned guns. Yeah. St. Charles County is an interesting county to me. A lot of folks grew up like you did in North County mm -hmm. and have moved over. A lot of those around St. Charles, well, they're not as Republican as the other parts of St. Charles County. In your home county, I've seen Moms Demand have a very active chapter in St. Charles. There is an evolution of guns. How do you make that case of keeping the Second Amendment safe, but not maybe alienating some of those new folks that don't have the same fervor for guns as everyone else? Well, I think conservatives need to stop being conservative with the use of their voice. They need to use their voice and express their concerns with the red flag laws. I think that's unconstitutional. I think it's a, it violates due process. And I think there's a way we can address the concerns. But I think conservatives need to stand up and say, look, the Second Amendment, looking at Federalist 46, was not about hunting, was not about sport. It was to allow the people to protect themselves from a tyrannical government. And I think uh, with all of the, the news focusing on these, these gun issues, what do they have in common? Most of them are in Democrat-controlled states where the gun control laws are very strict. So I think we have to have a discussion. It's going to continue to come up. But in St. Charles County, to your point, many of us moved to get safer communities, mm -hmm. better schools. Now that's coming in jeopardy. And I think now more than ever, you have Republicans and Democrats in St. Charles County, not all, but many of them want their Second Amendment rights because they're seeing what is happening with crime coming into our communities. They want to keep themselves safe and their family safe. Deshara Jones, somebody I have a very high regard for, a very effective mayor. She would tell you these problems are connected. If you're going to give us special laws for our prosecutor's office, give us a special law so we can have gun control. How do you argue with the logic of if St. Louis is special, she wants gun control? 
Well, is that I, something you can do or not? I just think gun control doesn't work. I think when you look at how it's been applied in other states, other nations, it is not working. What does work is actually going after these criminals, using the laws that are on the book to prosecute these individuals in the city of St. Louis, these habitual criminals. And we've actually increased the criminal penalties myself and uh, Senator Lutkemeyer just a couple years ago. Somebody shouldn't have a gun to begin with and they go and commit a violent crime with a gun, that's going to enhance that criminal penalty. If Kim Gardner and uh, the other attorneys in uh, Missouri and across the nation would just abide by their oath of office and prosecute these individuals that shouldn't have guns to begin with, I think that will resolve a lot of the issues. Let's uh, talk about the, uh, maybe the biggest issue in the state Senate right now is that there's a lot of acrimony. You are someone who's been very talented on radio, on the internet, uh, you've, you've, you have a knack for raising the ire of, uh, of someone that may disagree with you. Uh, I've heard you personally talk about how you want to go to the Senate and find a way to get along, right. lower some of that steam. How does someone like yourself, who's very verbose, who has a reputation for being a bit of a bomb thrower, go to the Senate and make things more collegial, more senatorial? Well, I think the, uh, the number one thing we need to do is communicate. And uh, one of my good friends, Barbara Washington from Kansas City, Democrat, she sat right next to me for several years. We disagreed on many issues when it came to policy, but we're both attorneys and we're, we both communicated. And I think with uh, the respect and telling people where you are in a certain issue, communication goes a long way. And I think, you know, yes, I am the most conservative when it comes to my, my voting record. CPAC has me rated as the, the top conservative in the Missouri House. Going into the Senate, everybody knows that. Going into the Senate, everybody knows that I'm pro-life, pro-gun. But I don't think anybody in the Senate cares how you vote. Exactly. It's about your, maybe your temperament as a senator. Well, I think being able to mediate some of these issues. As an attorney, I have that experience to go in there, bring the groups together so we can actually focus on the conservative issues and not the infighting and not any type of issues that somebody may have because somebody voted bad on a bill. We need true leadership. And I'm not saying, you know, leaders, leaders in general in the, uh, the Senate. I'm saying everybody needs to stand up for their community uh, and start representing and advocating for their districts. And I think communication is key. I think uh, being able to mediate these issues to, to allow us to focus back on what really matters. And that's what the people want. Nick Short, good luck Tuesday. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. We'll be right back. Jeff Raymer, the Baron Uncle Brawler from St. Louis, is going to join us. For more than a century, the St. Louis Carpenters Union has shaped our communities. Through trusted alliances, we deliver skilled professional craftspeople, while our business partners provide the kind of quality jobs that keep our economy humming. It's a blueprint that has worked since 1882. Turning Missouri into a right-to-work state stalls progress, wipes out jobs, and kills momentum. Right to work is wrong for everyone. Let's keep Missouri moving forward. Visit carpdc.org to learn more. Your energy needs are changing. That's why at Ameren, Missouri, we're not waiting on the future. We're building it with the Smart Energy Plan, advancing thousands of projects across the state, helping reduce emissions through cleaner energy sources, boost reliability with self-healing equipment, and better withstand storms with new composite poles. Moving Missouri forward and bringing us all a little closer together. That's energy at work, Ameren, Missouri. I'm Steve Roberts, and I'm running for Congress against Cori Bush. Our country is spinning out of control. High gas prices grow and children murdered in their schools. Now is the time to stand with President Biden, and I'll have his back, both in service and in Congress. I won't vote against the president just because I don't get everything I want. And together, we'll pass common sense gun laws and work to reform the police, not to fund them. I'm Steve Roberts, and I approve this message. I'm Eric Schmidt. 
As a sixth generation Missourian, it's always been about God, family, country, and the Cardinals for me. As your senator, I'll swing a big stick in Washington, crushing Biden's socialist agenda, stopping election fraud and protecting the integrity of your vote, securing our border, banning critical race theory, and keeping men out of girls' sports. I'm Eric Schmidt. I proved this message because I'll knock it out of the park for Missouri. We thought it was over. Missouri Republican Governor Eric Greitens has just resigned this afternoon. Scandal after scandal. Already facing a felony charge, now accused of a second felony. Now, there's more about Eric Greitens. Former Missouri governor is now accused of spousal abuse and intimidation. One of the boys had a swollen face saying his father had hit him. Scandals, felony charges, physical abuse allegations. That's not conservative. But it is the real Eric Greitens. Show Me Values Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Opinion Maker Panel, my favorite one of the year. We get to tape these and see who's right or wrong on our predictions. David Barklage, the Dean of the Missouri Republican Party, thank you for joining us. Thank you. For Chris having. Arbs, News Talk STL, Newsmax, all kinds of news, right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank for you for being back. Jeff Rainford, the man in St. Louis. I hear people all the time like, oh, I got this thing in St. Louis. It's so confusing. I'm like, just, just go see Rainford. <laughs> he, can, he can navigate this, this wilderness for you just fine. Thank you for joining us. Great to be back. Dennis Gannon, the county executive of Jefferson County. Sir, thank you so much for joining us. You got a big race coming up in two days, right? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I have a big race. Tell um, me how it's going. Well, we're fully engaged. Right now, we're just, we've executed our plan. We're just... Uh, sitting back and making sure that we don't do anything bonehead between now and the end of the, the, end of the week. Well, it's got to feel good, though. There, is there anybody from the Crystal Tavern to Governor Dunklin's grave to the, the Schnooks in Arnold that doesn't know the Gannon name? Well, you know, that's, that's probably very accurate, but you also forgot Southern Jefferson County, too, which there is where I come from. So it's a little bit more stronger down well, there. Hillsboro, DeSoto. But, you know, I guess uh, Jefferson County uh, Gannon name has been around for a long time. We've been in business there for... You know, actually, since about 1912, my grandfather had a uh, meat shop in DeSoto, Missouri on Main Street, 1912. And so it's been around a long time. Feel good about Tuesday? I feel comfortable, cautiously good. optimistic. Too close to call over here. <laughs> <laughs> David Barclage, let's talk the U.S. Senate race. Uh, you've been pretty active. I, I, think, uh, I think maybe your opinion might be as well known as mine about one of the candidates. Tell me where the race is, though. Just put your, put your uh, observer hat on. Well, you know, I think you had several really good candidates running. Uh, Vicki Hartzler, Eric Schmidt, uh, you know, Billy Long, several people that I think were all worthy competitors. But obviously the story is Eric Greitens. And to that extent, we've watched Greitens tumble into barely third place. Uh, I saw some polling this morning that showed him even in a worse position. I don't know if he'll hit double, uh, it, I don't even know if he's gonna hit double digits at this point. He may end mm. up in single digits. Uh, we saw last week very clearly a move uh, by the field to deny him any kind of Trump endorsement uh, by, by both Vicki and Eric Schmidt coming out uh, against McConnell for leadership. Uh, it was a very muted but direct uh, yeah. uh, you know, response on that. And so to that regard, I think that took that endorsement off the table and potentially puts it in the pocket of one of those two, which is more likely Eric Schmidt. So with all those things said, I think it's clearly, at this point, Schmidt has got the momentum uh, and that Greitens has got the momentum in the exact opposite direction. So the real call today is Greitens is out uh, and Schmidt is likely in. So, Chris, as we talked about this, I always want to tell folks, we taped this show on Friday morning. A lot of things can happen in politics between Sunday morning and Friday morning. We talked yesterday on your radio show about how 
I don't know that it was. Uh, I, I heard Kimberly Guilfoyle on mm -hmm. Pete Mundo. Yeah. And she was definitely talking about other people in Trump's orbit, not Trump, how that, you know, very standoffish about yeah. it. Then he saw Schmidt come out and say, okay, I would rather have Cruz in as leader. I think those dots could be connected. Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen three polls this last uh, week that show that Eric uh, Schmidt has momentum in this race. I remember when this race first started and Eric Greitens was ahead and people were saying that th this may be a resurgence for his comeback. I always felt that it was name recognition at most mm -hmm. and that if he still had a lead and was doing well after the contrast ads, un quote unquote negative ads came sure. out, then he could be viable. But we see uh, the negative ads have came out, and since then, then he has, good. and they were good, I mean, and he has dropped uh, since those ads have been aired. This, yeah, I saw a poll in Jefferson County that showed Eric Schmidt topping 40% in Jefferson County, uh, had Greitens down uh, pretty far down, I think third maybe, tied for third. Where's that race at in Jefferson County? You know, I've said all along that I've, uh, it's been hard for me to figure the race out. I mm -hmm. know that Eric seems to be uh, leading the pack. But uh, it's been really hard for me to get a good measure on it. Uh, many of them are good friends. I've known them, some of the leaders that we're talking about today. So it's been hard for me to kind of separate the friendship yeah. versus what I'd like to see happen. And uh, I think that he would be a great, great senator. And the first guest on this show ever was Eric Schmidt. So sure. a little, I, I get you. But you see enough data. Jeff, Amber, put your hat on here. Analyze this Republican primary as, as if you were, is there somebody who's coming to you from out of state? I, I tell you, I think Eric Schmidt has the momentum. I think these races have been breaking late and hard. You would have to think by all, by all accounts he's the front runner at this point. But I, I saw a poll where it showed some support for Congresswoman Hartzler's moved up, mostly coming from other candidates that didn't have as much. Billy Long lost a chunk. That undecided is still at 15. My assumption is there's some folks that don't want to tell someone on the phone, I'm a sicko, I'm for Greitens. Yeah, I remember where we were six weeks ago when, when everybody was saying that, uh, you know, this was Greitens to lose, they're ready to coronate him. And the thinking was, the harder you pushed against him, the more he was going to say, oh, that's the establishment, Rhino's coming mm -hmm. after me, and that it wouldn't work. But it turns out that it is working and that he's fallen, uh, all, all the trends are really negative for him. Uh, and so, you know, listen, sitting here today, if I uh, had to put money on it, I would, uh, six weeks ago, I would put money on Greitens today and put it on Schmidt. I think he has fallen hard. The momentum is against him. Uh, as David said, it uh, does not look like he's going to get the one lifesaver he needed, which yeah. was President uh, Trump's endorsement. So, you know, we'll see on Tuesday, but, it, you know, it's trending hard against him. Chris Arbs, will Democrats actually cross over and vote for Eric Greitens to try to help themselves in the fall? That's what I'm very curious about. I mean, we've seen Democrats nationwide play in a couple of races to try to choose their candidate. Um, I think uh, Trudy Bush Valentine's probably going to win that primary. Um, I think uh, Cory Bush is probably going to win the Democratic primary for House. Mm -hmm. So why not go ahead and play in the Republican politics and uh, try to uh, elect Eric Greitens? David Barclay, of that 15%, I mean, some of those folks... They might be for hitting women and children. They just don't want to tell anyone. So they're for Greitens, and they just want to keep it quiet. I think some of those folks won't even vote. But of the folks that do show up and aren't weirdos, a lot of them vote for Hartzler, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And look, um, don't count Billy Long out. I'll give Billy Long a sure. plug because he has put his heart and soul in this. And whether he wins or loses, I think Billy Long still has many chapters to write. With that being said, 
One of the things we noticed last cycle was you would think that the Trump vote is undercounted in these primaries, but that actually it doesn't show up that way. Uh, if you remember last cycle, a lot of the centrist candidates ended up surging late. And so I would suspect after all these ads of hunting rhinos that people that see themselves as not part of that alt Tea Party may be the ones actually laying low, and those might actually not be there at Greiton votes. They may be exactly what you said, Vicki, Hartzler or Eric Schmidt votes. Jeff Rainbird, I interviewed Trudy Bush uh, uh, this week. I thought she was very nice, very welcoming. Until I asked her about abortion, then, oh, I tell you what, there was a whole different look in her eye. Uh, this hillbilly started backing his chair up a hair. Uh, tell me about that primer. What's going to happen? Well, I mean, Trudy Bush is going to win. I mean, she's put her, a lot of her own money into it. I think her ads are effective. I think yeah. uh, after the Supreme Court decision uh, on abortion, uh, most Missouri voters are going to not know what her position is, what the nuances are. Same yeah. with Lance or anybody else's. They're going to know, hey, uh, you know, in the middle of all these, uh, you know, blow torches and let's go rhino hunting we have a woman saying hey we have no nurses in the U in the US Senate I think our ads have been very effective uh, I think uh, you know there have been no debates I think very few Missouri Democrats will have met either candidate or could tell you what either candidate in, ran in a good depth. race. What's that? Coons ran a good race. He's, he's run. You know what? I was thinking about this. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when there was a different Democratic Party, mm -hmm. that guy could have been somebody. He could yeah. have been, uh, you know, uh, somebody who could have been a national uh, figure in Missouri. But in this day and age, especially after the Supreme Court decision on abortion, it's just not, I don't see it in the cards for him. Prediction time. Who wins that Republican nomination? Who wins the Democrat nomination? I think it's Eric Schmidt, and I think it is Lucas Coons. Who wins? Eric Schmidt, uh, Trudy Bush Valentine. Who wins? Schmidt, Valentine. I think also Schmidt and Valentine. I think Schmidt, I'm going to disagree. I think Schmidt and Bush. I think that's who wins. David, let's talk about these Republican congressional primaries. Uh, uh, down in the 7th, Jay Watson, somebody you're very close, yeah. close friends with, and Eric Burleson. I always thought Mike Moon might pick enough votes out. Burleson's yeah. running a very strong race. It really feels like, it, and those things are too, it's very hard to predict that. Who's going to win? I think that the fact that Moon is so underperformed that that yeah. has made... A Burleson a contender, but I think the race has come down to who's going to decide. Is it going to be the millions that were poured in by Washington interest to have actually put us in the position in our country in the position it is? Or is it going to be the local guy, the local guy who grew up on a farm, who raised business? Uh, and I think to that regard, I give the nod to uh, Jay Watson. Interesting. Uh, this game, tell me, you've got, a, you've got a couple primaries in your neck of the woods. There's, a, there's one in the St. Louis media market, though. It's the Corey Bush, Steve Roberts. It'd be interesting to see how, where the city goes and what that means for Jeff County. Tell folks how the city affects Jeff County. You know, I, I, one of the things I think that we always look at and we always talk about is crime and how it's related to Jefferson County and how it bleeds across. You know, the, uh, the idea that the Merrimack River used to be a border does not exist anymore. Uh, and, and as St. Louis region does well, we as a region, Jefferson County will do well. We cannot uh, neglect the fact that we have issues in St. Louis with crime, and that is a key factor. Now, I, I, I have met uh, Senator Roberts on a few occasions. I find him to be a fine guy, seems yeah. really sharp. I have not met Congresswoman uh, Bush yet, so I don't really know how to compare as far as other than what I see on television, but I think that, I think that he's a fine gentleman. Um, 
I know that we have to work together in the region. We have, there's things that you know we have to uh, make sure that we don't we you know that we don't defund law enforcement to make them ineffective. So there's just a lot of things that need to happen in the region, and I think that's why I'm, what is important about trying to collaborate with people like uh, the the mayor and the and the uh, county executives as well as the congressional leaders because ultimately they, they set bring the, the money. They set, that's, that's exactly right. And they set the tone and the trend of what's happening in the life of that region. Jeff Rayburn, who's going to win that race? It'll be uh, the incumbent Cori Bush. Uh, does not mean that I think that uh, her star will rise forever. I uh, think uh, Steve would make a better member of Congress. I'm supporting him. I don't think it's his time. I will say this, if somebody from St. Louis County two years or four years from now runs against her, I think they have a really good chance. Did, are you just saying Brian Williams without saying Brian Williams? <laughs> I'm saying Brian Williams without saying Brian Williams. <laughs> Chris Arves, tell me, uh, this is your neck of the woods. Yeah. Who wins? I think Cory Bush wins the race. It's a clear contrast between Steve Roberts and Cory Bush. He is a uh, wealthy, comes from a wealthy family, um, is educated. Cory Bush is kind of the exact opposite. I think the Democratic Party right now is more populist than uh, the wing that Steve Roberts comes from. Mm -hmm. I think that also proves why uh, Trudy Bush Valentine is so close to La to Lance Coons in the polls. I think he's only a couple. She's only a couple of. Uh, points ahead of him. I just don't, uh, the Demo Democrats right now are in a populist mode. I've listened to you talk about Democrat politics a as a Republican, and you've, you've previously mentioned black women are a, a major, major force. Yeah. And it seems to me that they're not really to give up on Cory Bush after one term. No, they're not going to give up on Cory Bush at one term, but I tell you with uh, Tashara Jones, the mayor of St. Louis, mm -hmm. uh, endorsing Trudy Bush Valentine. I think that will well, add an deal. interesting you contrast guys, to the race. I, I got to say something. <clears throat> you bet. Black men are dead in Democrat politics right now. Uh, I, I believe that Cori Bush is very much a symbol of the wave, and I think she is far more talented. Her emergence on the national scene, whether you call it drama, theater, or whatever, are just pure, uh, you know, intelligence. She was able to immediately launch herself. I think her brand is a lot stronger than people give her credit for. I think she's been a lot more effective for the things she cares about than people want to give her credit for. It's always hard to see that kind of talent when you're this close. But the only question is whether nationally, and I don't think it, it, it I don't think the way, I don't think we've reached the peak of the, of the wave you're talking about, but I think I can see the peak coming. I mean, in San Francisco, a, yeah. a, uh, a very progressive uh, prosecutor got, uh, got recalled, three school board members got recalled. Uh, Mayor of New York is a moderate. In the city of St. Louis, it's a race a lot of people aren't gonna pay attention to, but for President of the Board of Aldermen, that's where I think we will see whether or not the city has reached the peak and whether or not you're going to start seeing a moderating influence I don't disagree, or not. I don't think I it's would going not, to be this I race. I would not though. discount her ability to sing more than one song. Give me a prediction. Give me a prediction. Fourth District, Rick Bratton, Mark Alford, yeah, Kalina Bruce, Taylor Burks, some of those folks you know. Yeah. Looks like it's come down to Alford and Bratton, right? Bunch it does. And uh, we've had uh, uh, Alford on our show, Tim Jones, uh, Chris, Tim Jones and Chris Sarp's show on News Talk STL. Good candidate. He's a former uh, media person. Yep. Uh, is running a strong race. What do you think? Who wins that? Alford. I think uh, the row factor is what bakes that in. So let's, let's talk about local. you got a primary in your neck of the woods. Yes. Tell me what folks are thinking about in the state senate race. State Senate race, I would say it, and which is very Jefferson County. Crime, inflation, not to defund the police, um, illegal immigration, 
uh, protecting our borders, keeping things, think, keeping um, Jefferson County safe, keeping the region safe. Well, it used to be a bellwether for the state. Maybe it's a bellwether for the Republican Party. I think that's what people are talking about everywhere. Right? I I agree. Those <coughs> now those things yes. have popped up everywhere. Add uh, Parents' Bill of Rights, and you've got a, a full hand there. David, with a minute left, who won the week? Uh, I'm going to say friends. Mark and John Grimm, two very good friends of mine, just had their uh, 60th birthday, and they are great fathers, husbands, sons, and most of all, great friends. Who won the week? I think it's obvious Eric Schmidt won the week. Three, four polls now have come out showing him with a widening lead. Well, I'm going to say two people. Sam Page, because I think he's going to win by a bigger margin than people think, and all of the people of Missouri, because it's starting to look like Eric Greitens is not going to be their U.S. Senator. One week. And I think Jefferson County, because God blessed us with good weather this week. We didn't get the rain that St. Louis had, and um, I don't know how you can uh, have much for better fortune than that. like it. We hope to see you next week to talk about what actually happened, see if these guys were right on This Week in Missouri Politics. Support for this program has been provided by the Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, Ameren, Spire, and Sterling Bank.